right, welcome back to Cover Stories. Today we have a very special episode. It's been a while, so we can do something special. We've got a crossover with the guys from Pod Ghost Punk. I've got Jesse. What up? It's we got me. Sam. What's up? I'm Sam. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and then uh, Jordan is going to be doing a cover of one of my favorite songs this decade, uh, DVP by Pup. How's Hi, it going? I'm Jordan. <laughs> yes, I am doing that. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm really excited about this. Uh, this is a really great song. I'm a big fan of your podcast. For those of you guys uh, unfamiliar, um, every week they uh, take uh, an album from the pop punk adjacent genre and review it, talk about their favorite songs, what they songs they don't like, uh, and it's a lot of fun stuff. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. Dude, it's our pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, we're so happy great. to be here. Thanks for having us, dude. For sure. So jumping right into it, why this song? Uh, so we've. We we uh it was the pitchfork article where they said that pup what Sam remind me of that that quote uh it was it's something I'm paraphrasing but it's something to the effect of like pup turns like sadness into a superpower yeah so like the energy that you get from this song is like otherworldly it's so hype it's so just foot on the foot fl- like yeah pedal to the metal freaking all the way through and I really. Well, one day I was looking at the lyrics and I'm like, these are like sad lyrics. Like this is a sad song and the way they play it makes it seem like it's like a unifying thing. But I'm like, if you played this like a kind of like an alt country, like alternative, like punk sort of way and slowed it down and like a, th- a pine grove esque vibe. Yeah. Like if you, if you played it that way, it sounds like it was meant to be that kind of song so uh, it was just really fascinating to me because that doesn't always work with every song you can't just slow every song down and it be as good as as it going fast let alone better like what you've got prepared no not at all but uh definitely i i think that i'm always have been like a really like sad person (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and your friends and co-hosts notice that yeah dude you're doing great though it's not coming through tonight you're, oh, you're you're doing great. Oh yeah, I'm. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, but I feel like it's one of those things where it, it is like a. I have a tendency to drag any any music that I play. Like I'm gonna drag the tempo regardless. So I was just playing around this song one day, and then I looked at the lyrics, and I was like, "Damn, this would be really good slow." So yeah, I, I, it's one of my favorite songs that they do, and so that's that's kind of why I chose it. I love it, man. Yeah, I, I think that they really they do that really well. One, I, I talk about this cover a lot. Um, are you guys familiar with Illuminati Hotties? Yeah, I'm not. They rule. I'm in. I've I'm never, interested I've now. I've never listened to them. What do they sound like? Um, it's a little, it's a little upbeat. I don't want to call it pop punk, but it's definitely like on that level. But it's uh, it's some some of it's like you know sad girl pop punk, but it's it's a lot more toned down. Uh, great singer songwriter stuff and it's it's kind of pup reminds me a little bit of them um but uh they do a cover of i want to dance with somebody by whitney houston oh, sick. and she slows it down and it's just you listen to the words and you're like damn this song is sad <laughs> <laughs> that's really oh, i've never thought about it till this second it's like, hey, that is sad. <laughs> yeah but like you played at weddings and everybody's screaming at the top yeah. of their lungs you mm-hmm. know it's a banger well, and think about like DVP. It's like, you know, when 
when it's really coming in fast, like you're singing the lyrics, like three beers, I'm so messed up, get drunk and I, and I can't shut up. And, you know, but then when it's slowed down in a sad way, you're like, oh, wow, that's actually kind of embarrassing. And in the context <laughs> of a failed, you know, relationship where he's calling the sister all the time and his ex kind of hates his guts, like just being like the, the drunk, annoying dude, like mm-hmm. that's humiliating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and Jordan, as kind of like you, who you are is such a perfect vessel for that yeah. humiliating <laughs> message. Like I when I when I hear when I see you when I hear you yeah, say I, it, I'm like, this makes sense. It's pathetic. As like my dad said, I'm a sad sack of shit. And <laughs> <laughs> I just really I, I can I can suck the life out of anything. You know what I mean? No, but but and like you know I know we're gonna listen to it later, but like yeah, hearing you you sing it, Jordan, and just kind of recontextualizing those you know, things that sound really triumphant, but then just on the page and looked, you know, you kind of squint your eyes. You're like, Oh, this is a, the song of, of someone self-destructing. That's actually not that fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think I mean, you guys kind of hit the nail on the head talking about pup in general and everything they do is, is kind of on that same vibe. I think Stefan is, I I'm really bad at paying attention to lyrics and I think it's a testament to his songwriting that I'm able to actually like listen to the words and like, Oh, like, this is a lot more profound than it seems because it's got this punk guitar riff over it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that that was, like, kind of what hooked me. Like, I, I think it's a good voice, and it's, like, really unique and, like, that harder edge of pop punk. Um, but Sam, I mean, Sam got us all hooked on Pup early on when we started doing the pod. But, it, yeah, I, I think that, like, the stain power kind of comes in the fact that there's like some content behind it, there's like a, a message or an experience that's either like relatable in actuality, like you've experienced it or like you relate to it. Cause it's so like human, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The sincerity is very, it's there, you know? And I think I serendipitously, I was listening to a podcast about Pinkerton before I listened to, I re-listened to uh, you guys podcast about the dream is over and there's so many correlations in the sincerity and the genuineness. And it's, it's kind of like yeah. the opposite of how Rivers felt with Pinkerton and that he was really embarrassed. And Stefan seems to be very, very, uh, you know, proud of it. Not proud, but like very confident in, in the fact that he's able to share this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's interesting. So you think that Pinkerton is almost like the antithesis of the dream is over, like in the sense that the Pinker- same experience but different yeah feelings that, that in pinkerton that. it's all kind of like shameful and rivers is like distancing himself from it whereas like stefan is like completely plunging headlong into it well, i think they're they're correlated in the sense that no one had really been prepared for that when pinkerton came out in the mm-hmm. mid 90s I mean, they go from buddy holly which is this upbeat pop song you know it's got rick okasic producing it it's got the cars kind of vibe to this like sad song about this sad guy you know sad lonely guy and i feel like like, like the, on the good of, life yeah yeah pinkerton walk so so dream is over kid could freaking fly a rocket man i, I think that <laughs> it's yeah. prepared the audience and i'm willing to bet most people who love to dream is over enjoy pinkerton as well you know that's, wow that's a really yeah i i'm totally tracking with you like even with on in, from pinkerton like the opening track like i'm tired of sex yeah that's such kind of like that same it is sort of pathetic in the same way that, you know, getting drunk <laughs> off a few beers and not yeah. shutting up is like not 
cool, <laughs> but it's like you you hear it in this like in rock music. You're like, man, this is telling me that even the lamest part of me can be unifying and like connect me to people and turn that energy into something like fucking badass, dude. Wow. Good job, Eric. Music. <laughs> Dude, well, I think a lot of it is just outsourcing to different, and your pod was really big in it. I mean, I think Sam explained almost every song on that album, and I was like, oh, damn. I probably <laughs> did. Yeah. Dude, did, did legwork, you know man. that just, this just... is actually about a road trip that he would take every summer with his family? <laughs> well, a lot of that, and I'm sure, Eric, I do you do this a lot, too? Like, I feel like you can just kind of, like, get on, like, a genius, like, you know, go to a... a Go to a record, get on the genie, especially if it's like a, a, a big, a big seminal record, you know, even like, you know, something like Pup is still very, very popular. And you can spend 30 minutes on it and be like, I know more about this record than any person on earth. Like, do you get <laughs> yeah. that? Do you get that false sense of like ownership of the material after reading online for 20 minutes? Or is that just me? <laughs> oh, no, dude, definitely. Uh, I love all you guys, but I feel like Sam and I have the same type of tendencies. It's just so unreal. Um, Jordan, you remind me a lot of my friend um, Sean. And I, if you guys are ever in San Antonio, you guys got to meet and do the, the the brand new wave your hand thing because you guys are so alive. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> I got I got to meet them. I I cannot wait. We've made so many friends over quarantine through this pod. Yeah. We're gonna have to take like a, a cross America road trip just to yeah. see all the friends that we made. Yeah, yeah. We'd start in San Francisco in San Francisco. To meet up with Eric from yeah. Mom Jeans and put a couple sticking pokes on us. What, uh, the, can I can I just go off track and ask you just a music question, Eric? Yeah, definitely. What do you think of Mom Jeans? I love Mom Jeans. Love it. Me too, dude. We I saw my girlfriend. Um, she really likes uh, what's that one big song? Edward Forty Hands. Oh yeah. yeah. And we saw them at Riot Fest a few years ago, and she's kind of off and on with a lot of music I like. Uh, but every, when she likes a song, my Spotify is going to play that 50 times. So <laughs> it's that's it's one in of your songs. algorithm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. We I yeah. mean, we covered two of their albums, but uh, I, I I much prefer the... Uh, what's the one with the pu- Puppy Love? Is that... or Puppy what's, Love's the second one. The oh, first one's the first Best Buds. Best Buds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good stuff. I I like them, and I heard your Best Buds podcast, and I bought it on vinyl like a week later. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. I love listening to you guys just to kind of get um, an idea of what the rest of the record's like, because I need some kind of direction for mm. listening to things. And if I listen for just a single, I'm just going to listen to that single for the most part. Mm. That's a good point. I honestly have never thought about our podcast in that <laughs> like way. Facilitating that. Yeah. At all. We've never thought of our, our podcast as a helpful thing to anyone ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> just a com- just a complete just the albatross. Yeah. You know, it's like it's the weight around the uh the one hater record you love. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> no, I just see it as a thing tearing me apart from my wife. Yeah. <laughs> and drawing me closer to closer to Jesse's. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you know, uh, in talking about Pup, you guys talked a lot about the music videos, and that's actually how I got into them. Um, I would see their names and flyers all the time. I really got into Joyce Manor when I moved after school, moved back to my hometown. And living in Austin, it's, it's kind of got, you know, obviously it has this like hipster vibe, and I got really into like twee pop and like like <laughs> Los Campesinos or like yeah. Broken Social Scene and stuff like that. Yeah. And then moving back to San Antonio, uh, I rediscovered pop punk, and I was like, "Oh, pop punk is actually still good." Like, I there's a lot of 
mob pop punk I just can't stand. And <laughs> Joyce Manor. Like all time low. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking don't. Um, I don't like that stuff either. Dude, I read an they article do. in like Justin 2006 about an out- <laughs> <I> just- <laughs> Well, like, well, that was, that was a different fine, I guess. But I know, yeah, it's not as like, you know, but then like, so was Joyce Manor kind of like the band that got you like kind of convinced that, whoa, this can be really current and cool now? Or was there another band that got you back into it? Joyce Manor is definitely amongst them. Um, there's this other band, Chumped. They broke up mm. a few years ago. They fucking rule. I've, um, I've never even pump- heard of them. Chumped? Oh, Chumped is so good. I got really into like sad girl pop punk for a while and it's that's kind of my my wheelhouse right now <laughs> oh so go go through some of those bands that you're really into i feel like jesse went through kind of a sad girl pop punk phase too yeah. you know got, got kind of into that singer songwriter stuff at least oh yeah i i feel like i'm maybe still on it right now i uh waxahachie got me back into it actually. Yes. yeah who lives in kansas city do you know yeah. that eric yeah, I, from you guys actually. <laughs> we yeah, were like, just blown away that someone that creative and and cool lives in our well, city. Exactly. Well, the, the, she's dating Kevin Morby, and they both live here. And I jump started their car at Whole Foods. So <laughs> Jesse's just um, we're, we're pretty good friends. Jesse could be close. on the Tonight Show, and he—that's a story he he's going to ask. Me. <laughs> hey, these two musicians that aren't well known by the public. Let me tell a, a story about that. Yeah, you guys are going to love this one. So I'm at Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get into P.S. Elliot, her first band or her first big band? No, I have, I have never heard of that. It's one of the best band names I've ever right? heard. Yeah, <laughs> I've never good. heard of that. I've I've listened, um, but have I gotten into? That is probably not true. But Keep I've, in I've, mind, Kate's listening. I know. I uh, uh, love you, sweetie. Anytime your battery dies, let me know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I I mean, it's cool. It seems like a similar sound, maybe a little bit more like you know, singer songwritery to me. Uh, it's a little bit more upbeat. I think it's a little bit more like pop punkish. Uh, oh, maybe I'm more... thinking of uh, a different. Then maybe you're thinking of the the collected works of T. S. Eliot. The yeah, Wasteland. that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> I uh, yeah, such she singer, such a singer songwriter cadence. Yeah, Kate was and I were hanging out. And she was reading me some T. S. Eliot. <laughs> I was like, this feels singer songwritery. Sorry, I'm I'm conflating two things. Can you? Oh no, what, man. No, um, Jesse. What would have to like? Okay, Jesse. This is a serious question, and I hope the listeners of Cover Story are ready for the serious answers Je- Jesse is going to give us. What would? Let's say someone said, Jesse, I will give you a hundred million dollars if you can orchestrate a moment where Kate Crutchfield walks a hachi. <laughs> Who you kind of know, who lives in your town, if you can orchestrate a moment where she is reading you a T.S. Eliot poem in her house, could you do it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I, you don't, I mean, I, I feel like I'm just. I think you could too, I, for the record. I have enough connections. I could weasel my way into her library and I'd be like, oh, this is a dusty old book. <laughs> want to read a couple pages you just you just open up a page like, hey. i start well i start reading it to her and i'm like oh my eyes are getting tired but i still want to hear the beautiful words hey you're like hey kevin do you mind giving us the room <laughs> she lives in a mansion where the, the, her library is just full of dusty old books. yeah exactly it's haunted pretty fucking haunted it's too. haunted as hell yeah how do you think she's so creative she's haunted <laughs> 
Eric, Eric, feel free to cut any and all this. Oh, man, it's so great. Sometimes uh, there's just like a moment where we're just like friends who are like, I know the perfect joke to say. Let's exactly. just keep going. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is what the podcast is all about. I mean, I, I like to think of these more as conversations and interviews. Um, it's it's always fun to hear. Just I mean, this started with Pup, and now we're talking about T. S. Eliot. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. I do. It does. It is a fun little uh, train we're on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I highly recommend P. S. Eliot, and then she also has this other band called Swearin. Um, I've heard Swearin. Swearin's don't, great. If you haven't, don't do it. I, I just know I've heard it. I couldn't tell you a single Wait, song. But did, did did do people like say the f word or s word around you, bro? <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? I've heard swearing. <laughs> you, I've heard swearing. <laughs> Such a bad joke. Please <laughs> cut it. Please cut uh, it. No, Eric. I didn't say what the fuck because I was upset about the joke. You stole my joke. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just joking. You did. The interception, man. Yeah, yeah. doink. Six, six. <laughs> like like neon Dion for the Cowboys. Yes. <laughs> Now's the time. Go off. Are you guys gonna keep Dak? I would love to keep Dak. I um, I, I I've been I'm dying on that hill even before his injury. Like, I have friends who are Cowboys fans who have just been wanting more. They want him to be Russell Wilson, and there's only one Russell Wilson, you know. Bro, I mean, I I think that he, I don't know if he has like that big play gene, like or you know, like the clutch play gene that Russell Wilson has, but like in terms of. His skill set. Yeah, his ability. I mean, he's incredible. Yeah. I think think there's something, though, to like when, when, if you have a quarterback that you think is good and you're not winning playoff games, I can see, I I don't agree. I think Dak is amazing and should get paid. And if the Cowboys are smart, they'll keep him. But I'm like, I, I can understand a fan base being like, but we're not getting to the NFC championship game. We're not making playoff runs with this guy, you know, probably not the most like, well, like, you know, well-informed take, but I can't, you kind of get it. Yeah. I I think that like, there's probably several organizations that would do it, but not the Cowboys. Jerry keeps his guys. Yeah. Or what if they trade for Deshaun? Well, that's, that's what the people are talking about now. (laughs) Really? Do they think that may happen? Is that like a Dallas pipe dream? I don't know about may happen, but I know that's something that a lot of fans talk about. It's just hard when I was on you guys' show, I talked, to, or I think it was before we started recording. The reason I'm always hesitant to talk about being a Cowboys fan because, like, I'm glad like, I'm a Cowboys fan, but Cowboys fans in general don't have the best reputation for knowing football. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, really? It's, like, it's America's team. <laughs> is yeah. that a, is that kind of a thing? Um, I feel like anybody who's ever lived in the state of Texas for more than a minute yeah. is like, I'm a Cowboys fan. There's a lot of people who are Cowboys fans. but Especially they in the 90s. Dude. Yeah. yeah. But they're not really kind of like football people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They, they love the culture. But when it comes to the, the nitty gritty, they really don't know. I, I feel like. It sounds like Catholics, I, dude. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I kind of I like going on Sunday. I like it's my family is. I was born this way. I don't really like care that much. Yeah, so I am. My our stepdad is uh is a uh, Cowboys fan, and he actually does fit the stereotype. Yeah, uh, oh we'll watch football God. with him. He does. Oh, he's we'll watch football with him, and he's like, oh man, if he would have broken this tackle, he would have gone the end zone. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that it's is like, how football it's like works. A two yes. yard run, and it's like if he could have just gone through that guy, juked out that guy, bounced it outside, touchdown. But it's every fucking play, you and it's like that's literally a possibility of every play, <laughs> or, and you're just. 
Yeah, or it's like you know, it, it, like not to get too off into woods here, but you know, you're you know the person's not a football fan when it's like you are, know you're not a football no, fan. But it's like when, when if if your defense gives up like a big play over the top, and like the person you're with, like probably some dad or father, you know, some like older <laughs> dude is just like, ah, oh, tackle them, tackle them. Why are yeah. they tackling? It's like no, that's not what's happening here. <laughs> and that has, you might be a normie and. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that reminds me of Pup. Eric, will you kind of, will you kind of uh, illustrate that bridge for me? So, um, you know, we talked about, you guys talked about the music videos uh, for Pup. And um, DVP's got an all-time great lyric music video with the video games. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. Oh, it's so fucking good. I remember when it came out. I got into them right when their self-titled came out. And um, I, I love the self-titled. I, I think I like it more than the other albums, to be honest. I don't know if that's a hot take. Whoa, we'll circle back to that. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, okay. Get got, your, does that have Reservoir on it? Yeah, get yeah. your yeah. Bulletproof vest on. I'm coming in hot. <laughs> the music that. video for Reservoir is like the fucking toughest music video I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah it's scary. It scares the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all of the totally traumatic events they graphically display on the, in the <laughs> Reservoir music video, it was so tough I couldn't even get through it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kind of repeat that with, uh, if the tour doesn't kill you, I will. Yeah. Oh my God, what an iconic that video. Was, uh, that, I liked it when they did it there. <laughs> so when they're coming to, to they're all like, coming through that door like coming to rescue him i guess that's one of the best scenes from a music video just period like it's so fucking good yeah i love it it's tight uh, what's the it was kids their Finn. first single off of uh morbid stuff yeah that, the, that, that music was, video is yeah time. oh that, my god they so had like amazing. uh all the guys were old and stuff and it was like kind of like yeah, dystopian it was future like, it was weird yeah they had like the vr and they were in like kind of a futuristic toronto i'm guessing i haven't been um <laughs> no that's toronto now they didn't there was no cgi or anything that's toronto is like so advanced wait i can't tell if you're joking it's or like not. the it's like the city oh, it obviously was okay, back I don't in the future it that well it looked like uh blade runner <laughs> well that could be toronto <laughs> yeah <laughs> Dude, Pup has such a great like creative team. Like they're market, yeah. like, and they've I, I appreciate how like they've done it seemingly pretty low budget. You Guys, know? I was just looking it up. Actually, in Canada, Blade Runner is called Toronto. <laughs> oh, that's just what they, like you imagine yeah. that film is just referred to as Toronto, Toronto, but no one in America knows it. Out now. Toronto. Oh God! I, I, I tried, what was that? That's I know. I tried to come fresh, in with like that's as fresh as Toronto impression. Hey, nay, Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> we assume they're like from the Highlands of hey, Scotland. Hey there, go see Toronto, dude. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of Canadians calling Blade Runner Toronto, but we never, but we not, but we don't know that that's a thing. Yep. You guys may know this. This may this may be me looking like an idiot. Okay, I'm gonna get out right in front of this. Is it about did, GameStop? Because we already know. No, I did not know this. <laughs> Do you know that in England, it is not Z, it's Z. That like. I learned that maybe six weeks ago. I had, you know, I'd occasionally seen Zed before, but I thought that was like an affectation for certain titles of, of things. I didn't realize that like they don't have Z, they have Zed. It is like T R X or whatever Y N Z. Oh, I didn't know. I'd heard it. What A B L? Like no, but it's Z Zed. Well, they're big. They're big EDM fans. 
<laughs> no. I, uh, the only reason I know that is because I used to work for Apple's online store for the UK. And okay. Th- like 10 Hot years shot. ago, that was that's why I learned Zed. And they say aluminium instead of yeah. aluminum. Yeah. I learned that from Junkyard Wars on TLC. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Man, I miss that show. I do too. <laughs> TLC, like Saturday morning, like eighth grade programming was fucking lit. Dude. Dirty jobs. Like they, TLC used to have <laughs> true bangers. Like you I think like, it was Discovery Channel. I think it was. Still, well, still part of the broader network. Though. Now it's now now it's just like my 6,000 pound... Pr- fiance i know it's, so it's all like oh like this is like the story of like six tablets they all weigh four thousand pounds they're all midgets they all like live on their own piss and there's like a fun little reality show around you're like, huh people watch this shit this is just like american horror just on tv it's really disgusting but i mean i guess i, I have i watched 90 day fiance yeah every morning when you wake up <laughs> yeah, i mean is that my quiet time like Oh my God! Live on their own piss. <laughs> totally. Well, haven't you? Don't I mean? The, no. Me. Every once in a while, for because when they had TLC, had the show My Strange Addiction, <laughs> which we've all yeah, watched. Yeah, of course. There'll be like the a guy vi- loved his car. There'll be like a semi like viral clip that'll be on like the front page of Reddit. It's the one unearthed like a weird my viral addiction. It's like oh, this is like a forty-five second video of a woman pooping into a coffee <laughs> filter, <laughs> filtering it through her toilet, turning it into something, and then putting it into an IV, and she sleeps with it. I mean, literally. No, that's. Ju- I just saw that. That is a strange. I, ju- I, I just saw that exact thing and i'm like <laughs> this was on tlc <laughs> in 2008 and this was just like not a big deal to people like I, I would give anything to see what didn't make the show like what like wasn't strange enough <laughs> yeah like uh what addictions did they or like what, what was okay, like this we is got too somebody gross. who uh kills cats they take their fur and make the fur their fur and they're the cat now seriously it's like oh they're addicted to their look checking notes okay obese mom's pubes okay yeah, they eat it all the time and they're like yeah roll with it <laughs> our target demo is 45 to 64 year old suburban white women you know it's like what's the calculus on that shit? <laughs> i can like, see pup doing a music video like that like oh, hell yeah. those lines. that would be really cool i'll text stuff i wonder like but they're like gummo <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bet I bet one that got cut was like I eat, I eat banana I eat a whole bunch of bananas every time it rains like some, <laughs> something really really niche it's really like weird. super strange but it's like well you're not like eating your hair so yeah. no nah, sorry sweetie but if you did see a guy like <laughs> is it raining and then he just munches down like 12 bananas you're like oh my god what's wrong with this person you, seems more like an OCD thing than an addiction well a lot oh, of okay. it was OCD based do you remember the guy and this is the last little note on my strangest on TLC's programming do you remember the guy and actually what's so funny Jesse is I watched it with you and your <laughs> wife at the Merrill's house and okay anyway and it was a dude and he was in love with his car yeah, yeah that's that's like, I've said it earlier oh, I was like oh yeah the guy he loved his car yeah I know what you're talking about but, but yeah but he was like sexually attracted to his uh-huh. car I believe he made love to the exhaust system yeah, exactly I mean it's incredible <laughs> what, what's more to say that's I know so that's when I was cool. like that's man so cool. love is real I'm, I mean seriously <laughs> yeah. I'm like love does yeah <laughs> There was a this woman on Doctor Phil who thought she was engaged to Brett Michaels, and <laughs> oh my gosh! Apparently, she had been thought she'd been texting Nikki Six for the past like six months, and they had to get 
Brett Michaels and Nikki Six on video, like video chat with them, and they're like, "Like you're being catfished. Like I'm sorry, but that's not us." <laughs> oh my god! Doctor, what a brutal way to find that Dr. out. Doctor Phil, Doctor Phil's like, we did this in the most merciful, humane yeah. way possible. <laughs> we flew you out to Los Angeles, <laughs> put you in a good hotel, we started filming, and we revealed to you that you have a severe mental addiction. Like your reality is not real reality. Can you imagine like you like claiming to be a mental health professional? Like, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll put that on the show. Fucking yeah. <laughs> they were really apparently they were really like gracious about it and like they even offered like when the pandemic ends to, marry her. to, like, to marry her. <laughs> fly her out, yeah. <laughs> That'll really help her. I but okay, they said it's fake, but I also everyone those same people are telling me that when the pandemic is <laughs> well, they're gonna get married. Go visit they're gonna get married too. They're gonna get married. Oh man! Uh, just uh, just before we get back to the normal programming, uh, Wes, our engineer from our podcast, is still here. Producer, engineer, he does it all, and he was losing his goddamn mind when we were talking about my strange addiction for the fifth minute. He was just dying laughing and saying, "Malvin, what are you doing? What are you doing?" <laughs> I know. Wes is kind of like our babysitter too. He, yeah, he keeps I, us yeah. in line. Well, because I feel like you know when you're kind of like when I'm when I when when we're Eric and we have people on the pod, yeah. I'm always just like, can you just talk? I don't want to feel like I'm having to like, you know, pull teeth here. Like, yeah. Just start talking, you know. Yeah. And we've had some banger interviews. Should we plug them? Um, <laughs> do you guys like plain white tees? We've had. Do you like Do you guys cartel? like Plain White Tees? We don't. we don't. Do you like Cartel? We had Will Pugh on. Yeah. That I feel like uh if that interview was done in two thousand and five We would be on MTV. Yes. We'd be at Spring Break. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, Cabo. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, he had like some kind of like he was like, I've never said this before, but yeah, it was like this talking about uh, his reality TV show on MTV. He was scoopy, dude. He really was. I was like, dude, this is like a juicy drop that doesn't matter at all because it's, it's 12 years old. It yeah. was like 12 years ago it might have been relevant for a week or something, you know? Yes, totally. <laughs> anyway. It was having, like, that whole, like, pop punk, like, where they drive through? Drive through records is having a moment in the mid-2000s and... It's so weird to think about that now. Like I, oh, I don't yeah. think of those guys as famous, but they were. They it, it was on. I think he was on Militia Group at the time of like that first record, if I'm not mistaken. But like both, I mean, all of those like labels had like two to three bands on there that were just like they just blew up like all yeah. of a sudden, you know? Like yeah. even like the Rocket Summer got poached by island def jam you know it's so interesting it's like it really i mean i feel like i say something to this effect every four or five episodes but like you know that that mid-2000s it is it feels so foreign to us because we're like wait these were just kind of like semi-popular rock bands who were yeah. tour- and then these like labels wanted to like invest <laughs> money in them. that's so foreign to us now yeah, we're like sure. no but you know the, it, but it's it's interesting thing about these bands that like are kind of contemporaneous to us we're sort of living in like a musical ecosystem that might as well be as old as like the studio system of the movies it's completely fucking gone like no you know it's not like and i mean maybe it's true in some capacity but i don't think like an a and r guy from you know whatever sony is like texting eric and being like hey you're trending on spotify you know there's no interest <laughs> in these guys anymore except for people like us well do you, you guys listen to watch the bemo right 
Oh yeah, I I not a ton like lately, just because you know it's NFL season or in football playoffs. But yeah. I love Washed Up Emo. What which one are you referencing? Well, just uh, in general, Tom Mullen, he works for Atlantic Records, and he I don't know if he's an A and R guy. I've, I've said that in the past. I think that's wrong, but he used to do that for uh, EVR for yes. uh, Equivision. Yeah, and, and they had just, like Saves the Day and stuff. They had some some some. Real, oh yeah, the first the first uh, Saves the Day album. Yeah, what a w- different world. <laughs> but uh, there's a. Uh, do, you, do you guys remember Matt Pinfield? He was a MTV VJ. Yeah, the the, the bald, bald guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's he, just uh, how I remember him. He's got a great book uh, where he was talking about his post MTV life. He was an A and R guy. I can't remember what record label, but he almost signed uh, the Killers. Oh, damn! And he swears that all these things I've done is about him. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that they wrote that song from the kind of the pers- like that the that the I'm not soul, but I've got a soldier is about him. Yeah, like he took them out. <laughs> he really wanted claim. to sign them, but his the label he was working for had a similar band and ended up falling apart. But he went out with them and they really enjoyed him. And, you know, they knew him from MTV and they had a good time. And he's like, you know, um, they'll probably deny this, but I swear that song's about me. <laughs> oh, wow. What a claim. It's, it's cool crazy guy. to to see that like in that culture you know in the music culture how big these guys were in the culture and how much yeah. how important they were you know at the time yeah and you know it's it's like and pup is kind of one of those in-betweener modern bands where it's like they're certainly not a tiny little band i mean they're playing big yeah. tours they're, they're they get write-ups and big national outlets you know they did tiny desks just recently like they're big, but I, I, don't you wonder, Eric, and maybe it's just me, but don't you always wonder how much money a band like Pup is making? Yeah. I what remember w- finding out that Ace Enders, at the peak of early November, was working at like a grocery store. That blew my mind. What? Wow. Yeah. Bro, how that's mu- crazy. How much do you think? I think Pup has got to be doing this full time, right? I, I feel like, I know that. They've quit their jobs and they are living off of being musicians. Um, but I feel like Canada's a whole other ball game and they're probably like ten times bigger than they are here because they're pretty decently big here, but I feel like they're uh they're recognized in Canada. That, so you That's think, a good point. You, I, so you think that if you're, you know, walking on Queen Street or whatever with Stefan, people are like, Oh my god, is that Stefan from that band Pup? I think maybe one out of 10, 20 people might. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I, I feel like if I was strolling through the six with my woes, I would be like, holy shit, is that fucking Nestor? <laughs> is that fucking Nestor Chamak? <laughs> they all have like such Canadian last names. Uh, do you think Babcock. Have, to have um, Steph from Pup and whatever the first name's dude from Sum 41 who was like kind of freakish at a phase of his life. Chad, oh, Derek Wimbley. Derek Wimbley. Do you think Steph and Derek have ever connected as like there, Torontoans and... Dude, okay, I'm so glad you said that because there's this weird connection with Canadian bands. I don't know so much about now, but um, you know that song Steal My Sunshine by Len? Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. So they were at a... When they came up with that song... They're at a party hosted by, I want to say it was Brendan from Broken Social Scene. And the Sum 41 guys were there at this party. What? In like 1998. And they were just hanging out and they played the song uh, that I think it was uh, More, More, More song is where they took the sample from. 
And they took that sample and then they wrote Steal My Sunshine there at this party with all these Canadian bands that weren't even famous then, but they would be in like three years. Wow. That's so cool. How did you stumble upon that? (laughs) Yeah, what a black (laughs) toy. Uh, I think there was a in 2019 there was a I love that song for one thing still my sunshine yeah, I don't yeah. care what, it's not even a guilty pleasure for me it's amazing yeah it's good uh, <laughs> there was a retrospective about it on I want to say spin or rolling stone and and they were just talking about how they fell ass backwards into the music industry like they made that song for fun a record executive heard it and they're like can you make 12 more songs and like I guess <laughs> I bet they cashed out. I mean, that oh, was yeah. in 99, 2000. Yeah. One-hit wonders are still living on. I mean, one-hit wonders of the 90s, dime a dozen, and they're still living on it. Well, unless they don't really own it. That's a good point. You know? Then, but think about the fat cats at these record labels. They're freaking doing great off the one-hit wonders. <laughs> That's so true, and I love that so much. Yeah. And we don't think about the fat cats enough. No, the fat cats in their bolo ties. <laughs> What, what, is that Ricky? Is that a Ricky Martin? Fat cats in the bolo tie. <laughs> That's definitely not a Ricky Martin lyric, dude. Uh, Eric, as a Texan, do you own a, like? A, are you kind of like a bolo? Like, kind of like dress it up in like an ironic way, like oh, throw man. a bolo tie I, on. I bought a bolo tie for a Halloween costume. It's the only reason why I own one. Oh, I was Burt Reynolds. Ooh, oh, hell nice. yeah! I like that. Okay. My girlfriend and I every every year we do Halloween. We do seven costumes. And yeah. she wanted to be Sean Connery from Celebrity Jeopardy, so I was Burt Reynolds from Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, That's awesome. nice! That, what a cute! That is like the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is incredibly cute. I love it. Damn. Yeah, Halloween. It was mostly her idea, and I have to say that because she'd be mad if I don't say that. <laughs> well, we love you. What's her name? I love her, Sean. <laughs> Hi, Sean. I love you. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I, I think, um, you know, that, that Canadian connection is, is, is real. You know, uh, do y'all listen to, to Turned Out a Punk with the Damien Abraham from Fucked Up? Yes, I've listened to it before. It's episodes. like, it's because it's, it's sponsored by Vans? Yeah, I, I, that's all, yeah. the only reason I yeah, picked yeah, on it too. for sure. Because I, like when I was uh, first, when we were first starting the podcast, I was like, how hard is it to get sponsors? <laughs> Um, like, turns out Vans? incredibly hard, but I saw that he was sponsored by Vans. I'm like, oh my god, that'd be so sick. They've got like, uh, I don't. Maybe you've done this, Eric, if you've tried to like get sponsors for the pod. But I went through like a 13 page thing about. Yeah. I mean, it was like a I'm sure. Full deal. I'm sure the, those wheels were greased by like some warp tour connection. Maybe. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's famous. I'm not yet. Mm, yet. Yeah, I, um, he talks a lot about this, like, not just Canada, like, but, like, Toronto specifically, like, these bands, and they all know each other, and they're all, it's it's kind of like a, it's a uh, you know, badge of honor, you know, and they meet other Torontoans or Canadians in the industry. Do you think that if you lived in Vancouver or Toronto, you would feel like a foreigner? Or do you think it's a Canadian culture is so similar to ours that we would just kind of be like, oh, it's just like living in a different city in my country? I think it depends. I know like Montreal, I would feel like a foreigner. Definitely. I don't know French. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think Toronto, I've heard Toronto is just like New York in a way. Yeah. 
And like Vancouver too. Vancouver's tight. Vansterdam, bro. Vansterdam. Wow. Uh, what, Tokyo Police Club. They're from. I think they're from they're the close, Vancouver yeah, area. Yeah. So is Hot Hot Heat. Yeah. Uh, but oh Q-Q-Q man, is Q-Q-Q Toronto. Is Toronto. Yeah. You hid nerd. I, I fucking love Hot Hot Heat. I haven't <laughs> Same. talked about dude. Them yet okay. On this show. Let's, here, here's Let's a talk Hot about Hot them. Heat story. So I love the first record. Make up the breakdown a lot. Same. Yes. And and so we were going to do it. And we were listening to it, and Jesse and I think Jordan fucking hated it. And <laughs> I did like, not hate it. No, this was not me. Then Jesse, like, okay, then it was just no. Jesse. I, I think that that's no. Strong. This is liter- no. You were literally like, you guys. I and my <laughs> recollection is it was both of you. At least one of you was like, we can't do this record. It's so terrible. And I'm like, I to me, I think those. That's a classic record. Honestly, I just think that we thought it was maybe outside. A genre enough to where like it Bro, wasn't I'm relatable. Sure, I'm it was, sure it was, was an it, it wasn't, it, but it was like that. We can't listen. This sucks. <laughs> that's yeah, what happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. I no, think that's I, fair. I, I think Hot Hot Heat is awesome. I mean, I Bandages love goes hard. Bandages. Yes. Oh my gosh! Of course. But it, and if every song sounded like that, I'd be in. But uh, every song sounds kind of weird. That album was one of those albums. I when I first heard it, I thought I wasn't cool enough to like it. Yeah, um, like them. Block Party, yeah. Rooney, all the like oh, Abercrombie and Finch kids loved those bands, and I'm like, I'm not like that. Like, I'm yeah, not like cool. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I just like girls that wear Abercrombie. It's like so. I don't really feel comfortable with like my shirt off. I'm not like <laughs> you know really talking to cute girls, just kind of ugly ones. <laughs> yeah, and when when I would have my shirt off and my pants sagging down so you see my dick root, I'd be listening to Rooney <laughs> and being like I'll show you my blue side blue side is what you you called your uh, your butt my butt yeah I'll show you my blue side and then they're I like you were, that, that's your brown side I thought you were gonna say you're, you call your butthole Rooney yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> there's a you know it's funny cause there is a there's this weird thing about baseball and punk rock and or what some people call punk rock. I mean, there's that line in that good Charlotte song, but I feel like if there was any going to be like a pop punk kid in sports, it was probably going to be a baseball player in high school. I could kind of, yeah, I could kind of see that or soccer, just kind of like yeah. suburban oh, sure. white kid. Like, oh, bro. Not that, you know, I mean, only it, white if we want to call it a sport hockey, I feel like <laughs> has to have the most. There's we uh, hockey. There, there's I feel like a, those are beefy, brawny, like ACDC. Oh, I listen to my dad's music. All bro, the, all they, the emo kids were soccer players. I, okay, Thank well, you, Jordan. okay. Here's the thing, though. So there's this podcast out of Boston called yeah. Bar Down Breakdown. Reached out to us, was like, "Hey, we love the pod." You know, talking to us about let's be boys. Any of you hockey fans? And I had to say no because none of us are. Uh, but I love when people are because it's like it's a it's an interesting sport. I totally agree with yeah. you. Yeah, hockey. That's it's like you cool. like hockey. It is. I honestly like if you are really into hockey, I'm like that's so cool because I've never been able to get into it. It's so like, it feels like cool. you're kind of cooler than and me. And for me, it's like oh that's cool. Where are you from? You can't be from Kansas City because no. no. One here oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> oh God no. Well, I know that the Chicago uh, Red Black Hawks, Hawks. Red Black Red Hawks. Hawks. Black Hawks. Blackhawks. <laughs> yeah, we were um, They uh their goal song is that one song, um oh my god, I can't remember the name, but it's a very like non pop top forty song. Um da 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 Oh Oh I know Jordan, you're good at is this. That what is that Arctic Monkeys? It? 
Wait, no, no, no. but it's like the Arctic Monkeys. Isn't it the? It's the theme song to the league. It's that. It's uh. Yeah. Oh shit! Gosh, I can't remember who's Wes. Engineer Wes. Look it up. I didn't even know Engineer who that band was somebody when I found out that somebody. that was their goal song. That's cool. I like There's that. like a correlation, I think. Well, There's this, some this podcast like has it's like half hockey talk and half like <laughs> they'll have like they'll the cool thing is like they have a niche. So if they're like this dude from this band likes hockey, Seriously. we can get them on because it's Seriously. like I, I think I was telling you about it, and it's Sam pointing to Sam, um, and hey, uh, it, it's like. Uh, you know, like you reach out to somebody from pub, it's like, yeah, I want to talk about fucking hockey. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. Hell yeah. So it's great. I, I listened to one with uh, Mike Weiss from Me Without You. Um, he was on, and he's from Philly, so we talked about the the Philadelphia Flyers. Yes. And uh, they. I only know about gritty. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. that is. That's I, their mascot. That looks. He looks absolutely unhinged. Yeah. Like Sesame Street. Mother. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He looks crazy. Gritty is a tight name. <laughs> yep, I'm surprised it. there's not more like pop punk songs about gritty. I, that's so true. What, uh, what Wes said, Chelsea Dagger by the Fratellis. By the Fratellis, Fratellis. yes. Yeah, the Goonies, Fratellis. Yeah, <laughs> thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> that was gonna kill me. <laughs> hey man, that's why we got our guy here. That's why we wouldn't let him leave, and we got handcuffed <laughs> to the chair. I feel bad for introducing. I didn't know he was there. Oh, well, he doesn't have headphones on. Is there anything that you'd like for me to say to him? Um, I, I appreciate everything you do. <laughs> he says yeah. that your dad is cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he appreciates everything you do, Wes. But he knows that it's coming from a father who's very hunky. <laughs> Wes, Wes has one of uh, probably the hottest dad of any of my friends I've ever had. I think Joel's hot. Yeah, for, Joel's hot. For being yeah, your wife, mid, your wife's fifties. Yeah, yeah. And he just has that like, kind of like the makes a lot of money, but like <laughs> kind of like that like crisp kind of heart of gold. Yeah, like heart of gold. Like just kind of has it going on. Yeah, but his doctor was like, your blood pressure's kind of high, exactly. so he's like, I'm just gonna get a six pack and get just ripped <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> totally looking like a sexier Russell Crowe. Yeah. <laughs> Wes I liked it better when Wes didn't have a mic <laughs> This is great because you give me the transition for have you guys heard the song Hot Dad Calendar by Cayetana No No, not. no. All, I like all the words you just yeah, said They're good words <laughs> I like the idea of him having hot dad calendar like it written in asterisk in his nose and he's like wait for the right wait for the right segue wait for the right segue it's a double dipper because Cayetana's from Philly and they're part of that like Philly emo revival ah cool Um, they're great more sad girl pop punk emo whatever you want to call it but they're good they're really good Cayetana another great name yeah I've seen I've seen that name. I've, I'm, I haven't. Cayetana. I feel, I feel exposed. What's I the mean, rapper that's Catandra? Catandra, yeah. And there's the the game Bayonetta. <laughs> well, that's, that's not, so that doesn't different. sound anything yeah, like what we were talking just about. That's a totally different Cayetana, word. Cayetana, Bayonetta, not that different. Uh, K? <laughs> B. K? B. Yeah, Shakespeare, Blakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have you seen the new play by Blakespeare? I just Bro. see like Shakespeare with like 
That's cargo next. shorts and <laughs> for real, and Blake Spear. We just stumbled on something. We just stumbled on the biggest DIY band to ever cover "Torn" by Natalie Brulier. <laughs> well, what's the, yeah, what's that's a cover, right? <laughs> yeah, of freaking Hamlet, dude. Yeah, um, <laughs> Edna Swap is the original band that did "Torn." They're Ed- from like Australia. Oh, that's what I was like. Well, this, neck deep covered listen, up. Now I'm torn. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Natalie Dude, Brulia, Sam, I think. Holy shit! Are you sure you don't want to cover the song? Yeah, that was fucking good. That was beautiful. <laughs> um, so I'm looking at my notes, and uh, you guys are a big proponent of the Dirty Nil, another oh, Canadian yeah. band. Yes, that band fucking rules. Oh, they do. God, yes. I, I went I, to a Warp tour just to see them. Like I paid thirty dollars to just watch. Them. When when was that? 2014 i think whoa that's early days for dirty nil yeah they um i got into them before they had like a fat wreck uh a fat records um ep and uh, i got into them the same way i got into pup but through youtube i would just search like and then you see like related music videos and their uh song fucking up young is like was oh, like yeah, an yeah. anthem for me. That song rules. Oh, cool. Did you? What's uh, uh, Master Volume? That's what we covered. Yeah, and then their new yeah. record, which Wes has talked about, is so great. I just for what I was thinking today, I was like, I need to listen to the Dirty New, yeah. new Record. Why haven't I done that? Well, there it, it, for me, it's like when Pine Grove came out with Marigold. It's like, oh, I like this band so much. I'm so excited about this. You're like, I have to be able to do it at a time and which when I know I can just listen to it. Yeah, I can for like four fully days. devote yes, it, my, yeah. myself to that's it. That's my headspace too. Yeah. Hey, I man, can't I get know. past like I love it. I like it the whole album, but Doom Boy is like on repeat for me, and that's like the first yeah. song. That that's Weston too. I I think uh, uh, Done with Drugs. That's on the album. That's isn't a good it? one. Yeah, it's so yeah. Good. I I that is the number one song of 2020 for me. It's so fucking incredible. I mean, maybe the last couple of years. I, it's like does every single thing I have ever wanted a song to do and more. And the front man's so goddamn handsome. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is a plus when when the people that are singing are look nice too. Yeah, and that's mm. why. And that's why we got the right man for the cover tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. if anything, we did the wrong thing. We should have we should have taught Wes how to sing and play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> any any kind of promos that we do, I, I, or like inter, interviews where we're being filmed, which we do so many. Yeah, we should just send Wes and then like As Jordan, and we'll. And put and an ear have, piece in. Yeah, I'll have an earpiece, and we'll be like, "Say this joke." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could be yeah. the Pete Wentz to uh, to, to Pogba's punk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And and if you guys know a really famous fact about Pete Wentz, it's true of Wes too. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, packing. <laughs> um, but uh, no, dirty no. <laughs> I uh, I've been I've been kind of big on that band for a while. When I heard you guys talk about them, I got real excited because for a while I thought they were just going to kind of fade out, but but they've they've been kind of making it up. Yeah, dude, and he, I mean a huge credit has to go to us for keeping them relevant for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I we heard that song and it like uh, done with drugs. I, and I think I mean a, a listener actually was like, "Hey, have you heard of the Dirty Nell?" Never had heard that song, was immediately hooked, got into Master Volume, and was like, damn, this is fucking awesome. So it was great. Casey uh, from the band Virginity, uh, I think he's been on one or two times. Yeah. Um, but he uh, came on and covered that with us. He he has been a fan much longer than Sam 
and Sam's been a fan for much longer than Jordan and I, so uh, it was fun to have his perspective as like a dude who, uh, probably similar to you, got like yeah, got in early. Yeah, I think I just got lucky. By the way, I love virginity too. You guys turned me on to them, and um, oh, cool. they they yeah. rule. Yeah, they do. But yeah, no, Dirty Nails great. Um, they, uh, I, I, I was trying to describe them to a friend, and I said it's like if Weezer was into Fugazi instead of Kiss. Like there's this these punk elements, <laughs> Ooh, but it's sick. still so like fun. over the top guitar. Damn, that's such a great analogy. Yeah, it's like uh, it, I mean, it, it is a little bit of a change of pace, especially if you like kind of regularly rotate through like a more DIY or like uh, more of like the smaller pop punk sound because it is like they similar to like the front bottoms. They're not afraid to be epic like they will take it to like the highest heights at any point in time on most every song, which is like what you appreciate about them because they're just like classic rock and roll guys who like this fucking shred. Yeah. At the Warp Tour, they were playing to like 10 people. <laughs> and um, they were playing as if they were playing to a stadium. Like, he, oh, yeah. yeah. He even put like some like dry ice in his guitar. It was so fucking red. I love that. That's so tight. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Casey saw them at like Fest, but he, it wasn't, he didn't go there for them, but saw them and was immediately hooked. Uh, and we haven't, none of us have seen them live, but like, it's definitely on the list of like, whenever shows start happening again, I'm gonna max out all my Southwest points and go see them. And Dirty Nails top of the list for sure. Yeah, they 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 put on a good show. I saw them open up for Against Me and um, uh, Bleached, and that was a great show. They they started off in small crowd, but they're playing like it was packed. It was great. Love so it. fun. So. Another great live band is Pup. I don't know if we've oh, mentioned yeah. Pup enough. No, um, <laughs> I've never been able to see them, and I, I want to see them so bad. I know you guys were talking about them, and and well, I actually, just... we haven't all seen Pup. Well, Sam has now, but yeah, I went back. I've seen them twice, but the first time I was so fucking wasted, I infamously passed out, <laughs> yeah. and then I saw them again in Houston. Actually, ironically, in Houston. Uh, oh I mean, wow. not, not that you live there, but you know, somewhat in the same area, and I saw them in like early march of 2020 it was just before the world shut down so it's yeah. kind of like a, a like the the first it's like how i kind of like remember oh yeah that was like pre-covid times it was like yeah. flew to houston and was around so many people and saw pups such so much fun i kind of like mark that date in my mind because we went to uh uh pool kids and free throw they were on tour with the wonder years and uh spanish love songs and they had like a day off, uh, and I think maybe the final date on the tour, or maybe not, but they were playing in St. Louis the night before. So like, uh, there's a smaller venue in Kansas City that's awesome called the Rhino, um, but they played there, and uh, I connected with the free throw manager, so we did like an interview with them, and I remember like at the time it was like at, like the NBA had just shut down. It, I, it was like crazy because like the the night before this was like a this was like our sweeps week we had like eric from mom jeans on the night before and then we went to the venue to interview free throw there before they went on stage um and it was like such a shift because it was like this is something that's kind of like in the back of our minds but like won't affect the u.s 
you know, like the night before, and yeah. then we get there, and it's like shh, everything's closing down. Like all of these tours are ending. They canceled the tour. Like while, like while we were there, we got to see it in real time. Like you know, like yeah, we're just going back. Our last show's in St. Louis tomorrow, and then we're heading back home. Um, but then I think they ended up canceling the show in St. Louis. So it's like the how rapid everything changed and was different was just like so unreal, especially for artists. I mean, it's crazy. It's like you you're on a tour. You've got like multiple legs like still to go or like we were going to go see uh, Oso Oso and Prince Daddy out in Denver and uh, it that whole tour just got canceled. I think they played one show in Philly maybe and then uh, yeah just uh, everything stopped the day the music died. Yeah I've got two rain checks. I've got like I was going to see the Mountain Goats in April and then that got pushed to September then got pushed again to this August and uh, I was gonna go see Harry Styles too, yeah, but uh, that's oh, that a year tight. away from now. Yeah, we there. Were, Justin Bieber's coming here, dude, and we're gonna go see him. <laughs> and uh, that's no joke. I will go for sure. But it it was supposed to be this summer. Got it. Just every every single show got pushed back a year. Yeah, but well, I mean, and I you know, hopefully Joey can ramp up some vaccines. So we can actually go see this shit. Be nice. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm finally. I'm, I look like San Antonio's. They come to, for shows a lot, like touring shows. But a lot of times we have to travel up to Austin, so I'm kind of like in the sweet spot now. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Oh, for sure. Um, one thing I want to talk to you guys about. I mean, speaking of like music scenes and cities, I mean, you guys are in Kansas City, right? Yeah. Um, you guys are in the middle of like my favorite era of emo. Like I love. The Get Up Kids. I love oh, yeah. the anniversary. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I, I, there's so many bands in that area, that little like pocket. Um, were you guys into that at the time, or did you kind of discover it after the fact? You know, I, with the Get Up Kids, it was definitely like an after the fact thing. And I think that was like more of an age thing more than anything. Like, I think that I was like really into like what was the popular sound at the time and like the get up kids you know were they predated that a little bit um so um, a similar thing with like saves the day it was just like a little bit before i like was really getting into like emo pop punk hardcore you know stuff like that and so i it was kind of like more like whatever was presently happening but you know everybody like knew about those bands and they were talked about really highly in kc always like and like Appleseed cast oh yeah are, are from here too um but th there was also like you know bands that would never go on to like really do anything but were awesome that you know like we had like a cool little music scene for a while that was like yeah this band's fucking great but like we just lived in a small market and you know it, it was tough for like bands to get picked up so it's like all the more credit to the bands that did somehow figure it out and uh, make a career out of it. Yeah, I think it's a uh, it's one of those things. I I kind of discovered them after the fact too. Get up kids at least. I've I've been obsessed with Saves the Day since like two thousand. Um, but uh, I just remember seeing all these bands were like from Kansas City and when I discovered them, I was kind of late in high school and stayed play like little venues or little um, you know like VFWs and stuff like yeah. that and. That whole part of the scene is just... We had some of that here in, in, in Texas and in San Antonio, but 
did they weren't the same type of bands same on the same level in terms of popularity yeah it was really quite like a, a moment for the kansas city scene which i mean it, it it doesn't really live on now you know what i'm saying but it really is so cool that historically so much happened here it's 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 just so cool because it's synonymous now. I mean, there's Midwest emo and then there's Kansas City Midwest emo. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. so tight. Yeah, I'm glad that it's viewed that way uh, outside of this area. It it is cool to feel feel like you're part of like a a little bubble of cool stuff. And Chicago's like not too far away and still Midwest, and so I feel like we kind of uh, adopt some of those acts as well, like the like Fall Out Boy, that tiny little band. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's funny you're talking about you being older fans with Get Up Kids. Uh, an ex girlfriend and I went to the Get Up Kids 20th anniversary, and she was like, "I could tell all you guys are old," and I'm like, "Why?" I'm like, "After the first song, you guys were tired, <laughs> like hands on our knees, and like, oh yeah." And they even made a comment about like, "Oh, thanks for getting babysitters tonight, guys." It's so true. It's very true. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. It's a it. it there's there's uh especially like uh the 20 year reunion type tours or like you're touring a 20 year old album or something it's like i mean generally speaking it's gonna be mid-30s folks in that crowd yeah how old are you eric i'm 33 33 dude me too crazy holy shit our christ year (laughs) the year of our lord it's funny because there's this evolution of, of going to shows and I, I feel like there's there's a generation above me. When I lived in Austin 10 years ago, all my friends were five years older than me and they were kind of getting to the point where like, I don't need a mosh. I can just hang out in the back. And I'm not there yet, even though physically I am. <laughs> so it's just a weird kind of accepting of that. Yeah, your heart like won't let you give up, give up the mosh pit. Although, when, when we, I mean, I'll still definitely throw down though. Fuck it. Yeah. You might be sore the next day. You can't do the helicopter arms like you used to, but you can still kick your feet, you know? You can kick your feet. You can do the uh, the motorcycle chugs. That yeah, people do. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick For the break change. <laughs> yeah, pick up the change, baby. Um, yeah, no, I, I my go-to is just to, I like pogoing. I just like being in a wave of people and, and moving with the music. It doesn't have to be anything mosh-worthy, but that's what going to shows was for me. And I, I you know, if there wasn't, any crowd involvement it just i wouldn't have a good time oh my gosh so true dude i miss that i miss just like not caring about other people's hot breath going directly into my mouth (laughs) it was like there's there's something unifying about that i became them and they became me in that moment (laughs) it's funny because i last time i saw saves a day this guy didn't even know who i was they're singing an old song and he grabs me, you know, by by the shoulder, and like I'm used to doing this with friends, but this guy just like, at that moment, like we are like, sixteen again. You know? <laughs> so much fun, dude. That, we were at a pup show actually to bring it full circle. Uh, the one where uh, Sam puked three beers deep and went and slept in my car for the entirety of their set. Um, so there's this dude in front of me, and he's just going so hard. And I'm like getting into it, so I'm kind of like putting my hand on the back of his shoulder and like jumping up. And he like turns around, and I think he's gonna be like, "Don't fucking touch me," but he's like, "Get on!" I'm like, <laughs> "Hell yeah, dude!" So I hop on his back, and we just start jumping around, and I'm throwing my fist up, and Stefan loves it. It was just such a sweet experience. 
made awesome. it even better to know that the guy who loves pup the most was incapacitated in my Ford freestyle. It was, it was definitely it was very much like a DVP moment. <laughs> yeah. <for sure>. yeah. <laughs> there was a I went to go see New Fan Glory and Alkaline Trio, and um, I remember there was this this older gangster looking cholo dude who knew every New Fan Glory song, <laughs> like Hell every yeah. word. And it just reminded, like, at that point in time, I was like, I'm too cool for New Fan Glory. Like, I'm, 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 you know, 23 now, whatever age I was. And this guy was like probably 40 and was oh, like yeah. just having the time of his life. I'm like, man, like, I don't know shit. This guy's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have moments like that, man. Yeah, it's, it's humbling and it's also just a reminder, man. I just like, that's what I love about going to shows and just talking about. It. This is why this, these kind of conversations are so fun. It's just, it's fun because we all have these moments. We can all relate in that sense. It's universal. Yeah, for sure. And music's just better enjoyed together, man. Yeah. Well, hey, um, so do you guys any, have any final words about, uh, about Pup, about Toronto bands, about um, reality shows on TLC? <laughs> I mean, we could talk for hours about reality no, shows. But, yeah. Eric, but thank you. So, my final word is thank you so much for having us on, dude. Oh, my oh, God. Sure. Dude, yeah. I'm so excited for everyone to hear this cover. I yeah. would say everyone should listen to Pup. I yeah. Mean, if you, I'm sure if they're listening to your show, Eric, that they already know who Pup is and they already like Pup. But if you don't, listen to them because they're very good. Yeah. And if you do like Pup and you're listening, uh, I think that uh, you'll enjoy this cover of it as well. And, uh, uh, I'll do a little plug for our show. Go check us out, uh, Pod Goes Punk. We've got a nice catalog of albums that we've covered throughout the years. Um, so find something that you like and check it out. And I'll let you know that the the further back you go, the worse we are as podcasters. So um, <laughs> true, true. I imagine that's the same way for everything with everybody, um, and we're no different. But uh, check it out. It's we joke around and have a lot of fun and. Talk about cool music and occasionally have cool guests on, like uh, our boy Eric. If you liked an album when you were in high school that revolved around pop punk, you'll probably find an episode on Pod Goes Punk. I, I just, uh, I can't, I always recommend you guys, all my friends, and I think everybody should check you all out. Well, thanks, oh, man. So dude, fun, I can't man. agree. So I can't agree more with that. That's <laughs> 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 thanks, bro. That's very kind of you. For sure. Well, Coming up next, we have Jordan of Pod Goes Punk covering DVP by Pup. Your sister thinks that I'm a freak. She's been ignoring my calls. We haven't spoken in a week. I get so drunk that I can't speak. Yeah, nothing's working in the future's looking bleak And I'd say, ooh Three beers and I'm so messed up Get drunk and I can't shut up ooh. She says I drink too much Fucked up, she hates my guts She says I need to grow up I 
I'm talking fast to get away Doing 180 down the dawn Valley Parkway Yeah, I'm better off dead I don't give a shit I just don't want to die And I don't want to live again Three beers and I'm so messed up Get drunk and I can't shut up She says I drink too much Get fucked up, she hates my guts She says I need to grow up I need to grow up 